proudest day and the proudest time and the seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold bar that's all we said I can still picture that run that was just the best best run ever To crunching gears, let's talk rallying. Episode eight. In this episode, I'm once again joined by Connor Edwards, motorsport photographer for various publications, and Adam Hall from Rally Insight. Lads, you're very welcome. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. In this episode, we're doing a, a review of West Cork that was on there the weekend, and again, once again, jam packed with interviews. We catch up with Jonathan Jackson, co-driver to Marion Evans, Rob Duggan, William Creighton. And Daniel McKenna. So, like, you know, what a rally, what a weekend. So, I suppose first of all, we'll, we'll go over and see Jonathan Jackson, see what his thoughts were on the weekend. Yeah, really good. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, West Cork was a really good event. It's uh, always a, a fair challenge. And this year, you know, Stephen and his team put on a really good event. And it was a, a real challenge at the front there. Um, day one um, was good. We perhaps didn't quite start off where we wanted to be. Um, we felt like there was kind of something missing a bit early on. Um, but stage five onwards, we kind of kicked on a bit. Um, things started to click back into place and the pace was a little bit more kind of what we would expect from ourselves. Um, stage five, we had a little bit of an intercom issue where I couldn't hear a thing. and But fortunately, Maz could hear me, which I knew kind of pretty much straight away because otherwise I'd expect to see some hand gestures like, you know, where are you kind of thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, the afternoon was a lot better. We, um, you know, settled kind of back in and got back on the pace. So, you know, end of the day, okay, we were kind of 18 on seconds, I think it was off the lead, but, you know, we were still in the podium position. So in a good place then for day two. And it was very competitive on day one and certainly seemed to be fighting. Obviously, Callum Devine was was out front and Cahan McCourt was putting on a good show as well. But you had also Alistair Fisher and Johnny Greer in the mix. You know, you were battling away there. Yeah, you know, to have kind of six cars right at the front there, you know, going like hell and really fighting at the front was, it's, you know, a real buzz to be kind of in that gaggle at the front there. And, you know, you're going like hell for 16 plus kilometres and you get to the end and there's one second covering the top four and then, you know, five seconds covering the top six. You know, it's, it is testament to the championship really that, you know, the pace is so high at the front there. And, you know, like I say, it's a great buzz to be there. Yeah. And then day two on the Sunday. So we lost Cahill McCourt early on and then also Callum Devine had issues with the gearbox. And you yourselves, I think you had a wee bit of a drama on stage 11. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. We've come along to the uh, hairpin left of the triangle there. I think it was actually in front of the live stream, which is typical. And we uh, just tripped up the step there and she stalled on us. So, you know, we kind of lost a, a bit of a chunk, um, which put us kind of 
on the not so much on the back foot, but you know, kind of lost as that advantage being gained by being fastest in stage ten. So, bit of a shame, but you know, these things happen. It could have, you know, it is. It was a shame for Catherine and Callum. You know, like you say, losing to a two of the top six there was uh, was was a shame. And but you know, before then, it was such a good battle. And you had quite a fight there too, obviously with with Johnny Greer and Alistair. And I think going into the 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 last stage, I think Johnny's only three seconds off off um, you know from yourselves. That's right. Yeah, you know, Johnny. Uh, to be fair, you know that the C three was good, and it's good to see another mark in the championship. And uh, Johnny and I were going really well, uh, you know, throughout the weekend. To be fair, and uh, yeah, they'd closed up to to three seconds behind us there at the end. And, uh, you know, we all shook hands going into that final stage and, you know, best man kind of wins kind of scenario. Uh, so, no, it was a shame to hear that they'd uh, had a bit of a spin and an issue then with the exhaust, but, you know, fair play to them. It, you know, it's good to see them there. Good to see them uh, joining the crew at the front and it was a you know, really good, strong fight. Yeah, no, it was a it was a really good battle, really good week weekend of, of rallying now to, to 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 spectate and watch, and so that leaves you your second overall in the in the championship going into the third round, uh, the circuit of Ireland. Will we see you on the start ramp in Ballymena? Yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, entries in, and uh, you know, looking forward to. Uh, it's been a while actually since. Um, well, it feels like a while, anyway. Obviously, with the pandemic, since we've been up there, uh, those stages are all, always really good, and uh, you know, really looking forward to getting up into the Antrim area again, and uh, hopefully continuing. Uh, you know, we've had quite a strong run so far, and um, four second places in a row would be nice to make <laughs> make the top spot. Perhaps that'll be the weekend. I don't know. We'll see, um, but we'll certainly uh, be there and giving it a good go. Yeah, well, listen, hopefully it all comes together for you. And you had quite a bit of Welsh support in West Cork. Do you, will you be bringing a, a large contingent with you to uh, the circuit? Fingers crossed. Yeah, no, it was awesome to see all those Welsh flags on the stages. Uh, West Cork's a bit of a rite of passage, I think, for the Welsh. Um, so they always come over in their you know, good numbers. And uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully they'll follow us up to the circuit and uh, we'll see a lot more Welsh flags there as well. That was great catching up with JJ. And as he said, like fourth consecutive second place and they're just itching for the win. And fingers crossed, it might just come at the Circuit of Ireland. Uh, West Cork looked fantastic. I didn't get to go down, but certainly was following it online. Uh, weather looked good. Stages looked fast. Adam, you did make it down. What did you think of the rally? Yeah, Connor has one of the lucky ones. Um, oh, it was unbelievable. Um we're definitely being treated to some spectacular rallying in Ireland this year. Um, but the, the sun was here properly this time and uh, just standing on Saturday morning. Um, we actually went down to Ardfield and uh, stood at a, a flat out right hander and just hearing the cars bouncing the limiter um, coming down to us. You know, you, you could really spot the brave ones. Um, one of the one of the brave ones first thing was was Rob Duggan, and he just you know never never lifted lifted big tank slapper coming out of it across the the sand over the road from the beach. Oh, you you just couldn't make it up. Like it's it's definitely definitely a bucket list rally, and you know so many times in my head over the weekend, it's just I honestly don't think I've been to a rally that I've enjoyed so much just every junction you went to you know you could see see a good bit 
everyone was flat out from you know the the guys at the front right down to when you were leaving to go to the next stage you know there there was no no bits where where you weren't concentrating because there was always something to watch out for um i think a, a standout as well was um ring which was on sunday morning i think it was the first time that's been ran in a good while um to give the historics a chance to to go around ring again um but yeah, standing at the Kitty Max junction and the crowds, it was was phenomenal. Like um, so many people, and again, you can see you, you really know why Ring's so famous. Like not even just for the drivers, but when you're you're standing there watching, you can follow them for a good thirty seconds, like along along around the bay. And again, like the the corners are just flat out committed. You know, there's there's no lifting anywhere. Um, but brilliant and so many top performers maybe Kevin you were watching um as well don't know how do the top guys who stood out for you oh yeah you know it was like you know you talk about an atmosphere like from Killian you know hitting the park firma on Saturday morning I think there was an atmosphere building you know like even just watching it online you could almost taste it you know it was yeah uh, it just seemed to be really building and building and building you know uh, and the good willer it obviously helped it too but you know, standouts, you know, where do you start and where do you stop, you know? <laughs> you know, Callum Devine, this fiesta seems to be hooked up now, you know, we all know that Callum's been struggling a wee bit, you know, Josh Moffat, this, you know, the man's phenomenal this year, you know, Marion Evans again, you know, Catherine McCourt, you know, like, you know, Catherine has really raised his, raised the, his level this year, you know, uh, you know, phenomenal, you know, it's just been unbelievable and then getting into the modifieds, you know, the Stafford and the, the Darian class apart. Rob Duggan, yeah. only his third time in his new escort. Like, David, as you say, flat out on the very first stage. Like, first stage, yeah. I know, crazy stuff. You know, that's, I, I, you know, I have never been to the rally, but it's definitely, you talk about a bucket list rally, it has to be one of the ones here in Ireland that I have to make a, make a shift at getting down to. There's no doubt about that there, you know. So, and Connor, yeah. what was your thoughts on it? I, again, would love to have been there, but following it online, like there were some serious battles, you know, between Callum and, and Josh fighting it out, you know, the, the you know, for the, the top position. And then you had Marion and Greer and Alistair Fisher and Cathal McCourt thrown into the mix there again, you know, battling for second, third, fourth. Um, just unfortunate that we lost Callum uh, and that we also lost Cahan on the Sunday because really that was shaping up for a fantastic finish. Uh, and what do you call it? even like going into the last stage Johnny Greer was only three seconds off Evans and you know a fairly minor incident flattened the exhaust and that was it no par um, you know it was just unfortunate yeah, and like you know we have to once again like pay tribute to you know the Tarmite Championship going down the R5 but like can you you know you, like uh, JJ mentioned there in the interview with him like you know stages like maybe 12, 13, 18 kilometres and like a second, you know, maybe five seconds covering the top, you know, four or five cars. Yeah. And like yeah. you have your uh, Hyundai, you have your Fiesta, your Polo, and your, you know, it's like the range of car in the Citroen, sorry, as well. Like four different cars separated by like like a blink of an eye, really, over that, that, that you know, like a 19 kilometer stage. It's, it yeah. is unbelievable, really, isn't it? When you think about it. Thank it really is. 
Yeah, sorry, Adam. There really is a fantastic mix of cars this year. You know, go back a few years and it was pretty much all Fiestas. Now, look, look, you know, stick a pin um, <laughs> and you can come up with anything. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there was any of the Fiestas ended up um, near the top this time. It's maybe David Guest and mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Nestor were the, or Owen Murphy were the first ones with Anthony Nestor as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like that's a big shake-up. One one thing that stands out in my head, no world rally cars. And mm. flip me, I can't believe it, I'm saying it, but they didn't even think about them. <laughs> the pace was was that hot. You you weren't waiting for, for that burble. Like you you were fine. Um sitting waiting for Divine or, or Fisher or Moffat or whoever. Um mm-hmm. as well looking back, the the average speeds sitting at 120 kilometers per hour after the end of the weekend. And yes, there were plenty of flat out bits, but there were tight stages as well. It wasn't all, um, you know, wide open roads that there was a lot of driving in them. So the, the guys who made it to the end, definitely they all, they all deserve a medal. That, that was some, some motoring. Um, like you know, you know, we're listening to like you know the, the end of stage reports and them service and things, and every driver, like every one of them, the, you know, the epic was the, the word that was being used, savage. Yeah. You know, these stages, like just like the you know, there was no one stage a standout. Every every stage just seemed to be like just yeah. bring out the best in these drivers. Yeah, and again, just you know, there was a fear this year that without the BRC competitors, it mightn't have been as an exciting a rally. But boy, what a battle there was uh, over the two days. Like, you know, we didn't miss the WRCs and we didn't miss the BRC competitors either. Yeah, yeah. I think those guys like Catherine and, and Johnny Greer jumping straight in and being right at the front. Like, I think all, all of those guys, I'm not 100% about Johnny, but I think all the rest of them got a fastest time at some point over the weekend you know right from Moffat and Devine up the front and Fisher was coming on his pace was coming on he got a few stage wins in the end Marion had won um you know there's that's a that's brilliant just to see how close it is um and again you know Moffat is has got two wins and you really can't take anything away from him because he, he hasn't put a foot a foot wrong now in, in the first two rallies and both very challenging in their own way. Um, but with Johnny Greer coming in, Fisher seems to be getting his his pace right at the sharp end now. Um, just with these next rounds again, I think like five, six guys, yeah. you know, in a, a lead battle. Um, like, you know, Marion Evans at the weekend, like, you know, a, a half spin in the stall, only a bit for that. He would have been, yeah. you know, very, very close to taking that one. And, yeah. you know, it's down to that level now that even a half spin is, is making the difference. It's, it is yeah. bonkers, really, isn't it? To me? Yeah, you know, I, I think by the end of day one, the top six were covered by less than 26 seconds. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. you know, phenomenal. There was that stage on Saturday, too, where um, there were the top two guys had the same time to to the tenth of a second and the the next two were point second of a down so point yeah point six of a second down so that's your top four crews within point six of a second um 
again, those stages on Sunday were, I think they were all 19 kilometers long and there was very little between the guys. And again, I think they all went into Sunday knowing that they had to push if there were going to be any position changes, but they all had their their wee moments. Um, Josh, I think he had a, a close one. Um, and yeah, Marion and Fisher had their their bad stage as well, which sort of put them out of the mix. Um, but no, it's brilliant. And like you talk about, you know, they had a bad stage. Like they dropped 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. Like, you know, a couple of years ago, dropping 10 or 15 seconds, like you, you wouldn't even have dropped a place. Never yeah. mind, put yourself out of contention for the rally. <laughs> yeah. That's mental. Mm-hmm. Um, Two wheel drive as well. Yeah. Going, going back to Stafford, like fair play to him, his nursing problems. Yeah. All the weekend, and you really, really wouldn't have thought it. Only if you were following, like if you looked at the times, you thought he he was cruising. Um, mm-hmm. And Rob again, just so committed. I think those fast stages um, definitely seem to suit him. He's he's very gutsy, and he uh, he just he's planted in, in that car again. He I think he made a a few mistakes maybe on a on a stage on Sunday and sort of dropped him back off Stafford again. Mm-hmm. Um, and John Dalton on Saturday, he was going really, really well. He was in the top three and then he, he had to drop out. He wasn't feeling well. Um, Eves was, had a tough start. He was coming back and pace. He was trying to fight back to Duggan. Um, and then he retired and Kiernan, um, the car gave up on him as well. So Kiernan was on a charge then on the Sunday as yeah. well. He yeah. was, you know, balls to the wall, as they talk about, you know. <laughs> yeah, again, those stages were a wee bit more mucky and maybe, you know, a bit more gravelly in sections, which maybe suited Kiernan, just that style. But definitely all those guys, once once they got going and just at different stages of the rally, they, they were uh, really, really on it. Like. And, like, you know, we haven't even spoken about Jason Black, you know, the start of the, the year to, to date, you know, the, you know. And like, you know, his times he was still there, thereabouts. Yeah. But because these other guys were on a an on real pace, like Jason wasn't just maybe getting the same limelight. But like the times he was putting in in a class thirteen car were unbelievable once again. Yeah, if uh, if you've seen Sam Moffat pushing through the stages, mm-hmm. um, like he was driving really, really well, and I think Jason had nearly pulled a, a minute on him um, mm. whenever Jason had to retire then with, with his fuel issues so yeah it's oh, all those guys and just to see Sam really getting into the groove with the the starlet's cool it's mm. uh, it, it's funny seeing him walking about Park Fermi and all the, the rally 2 or 5 guys sort of a wee bit tense on the Sunday morning and you know they're they're chatting but you know their their minds in the car and Sam's as cool as ever. Like he, he is really loving life and and that startup. And you can imagine the fun that those guys are having. Yeah, like there was one stage in that he had got some uh, hairpin or something just a, just perfect. He was beaming from ear to ear, and then is it the next corner? Then they fluffed it, you know. But you yeah. could just see like if he'd been in these, you know, his R five or Rally two car, like he'd have been disgusted with himself. But he yeah. was just, you know, as you talk about there, loving life, you know. Yeah, the pressure's off, yeah. but. All, all those cars, even even the technology, 
in them on the performance that's it's mental i have to say as well watching frank kelly you know he, he wasn't maybe at the sharp end where where we used to him used to see him but he was a uh, getting his car set up for tarmac again and fuck me he, he just put on a show like it's, <laughs> it's crazy there's one junction where the they came over like a, a sweeping right-hander um, sort of over a crest and then down breaking into her pin right. And like everyone was nice and controlled over the, the crest, pushing on and then charging through the, the square right. But Frankie was broadside coming over the crest. Like, oh, it's, it's just funny when you, you watch 20 cars come through all very similar and uh, Frank just comes in completely opposite lock and then he slides into the corner he doesn't not just sliding out like he's sliding into it oh it's called yeah lunatic coming over the hill yeah, <laughs> yeah. They made it to the end. Like one of those modified guys that we're talking about is rob duggan like has to be one of the standouts for me and we'll hear what rob has to say about his thoughts on how he thought the weekend went yeah very happy with the weekend uh, when we were facing down the road I think we kind of knew that Darien was going to be very quick in West Cork. They always are down there. And uh, I think it was more just the other modified lads. Uh, we were kind of keeping an eye on and Eves and Kieran and Black after the, the weekend they had a couple of weeks ago. Himself and Kieran had a good fight. So it's kind of them we were looking at. Um, the, the, the Darien was just that step ahead out of kind of what we were looking at. But um, yeah, we it was just a tough weekend against them. Um, mm. At the start, we seemed to kind of get some grip with them. But uh, as the weekend went on, they they just got quick, quicker and quicker. And yeah, it definitely wasn't uh, something that I'd be bringing to fight to uh, anytime soon, anyway. <laughs> and, like, you know, you mentioned Kieran and Eves and, uh, you know, uh, Daniel McKenna and them guys. Like, the crack and the banter between these guys seems to be something very special there as well. Yeah, definitely. It's it, it, that's something that's the 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 fighting on the stages is so good. But when you can get out at the start of the stage and have a good bit of crack at the boys and have a bit of slagging and a bit of winding, and uh, there's plenty of that happening between everyone, and uh, that's what makes it all enjoyable, and that's what makes it worthwhile going down the road. And yes, if we can get a good stage time out of it, it's good. But the crack and the banter that's had is uh, definitely a big plus to the whole thing. Yeah, and this is only your third event in this car as well. Do you feel that there's more to come from from you and from the car? Yeah, definitely. There's definitely a lot more to come. Uh, all through the weekend, I was struggling a small bit with handling because the car was a bit hard. It wasn't soaking up bumps. And uh, we struggled with suspension before Canarney. My suspension just didn't work right at all. And um, we had some brake issues in the first day out. I think we had them kind of sorted. So just trying to fine-tune maybe springs, maybe valving in the shocks. I don't know. We... We need to figure something out. I think it was just a bit rushed for this one again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of left it live for a month or two after Killarney and next thing we realised West Cork was only a couple of weeks away and it just caught us a small bit. So mm-hmm. hopefully by the time Killarney comes, we have a bit of rebuilding to do now just to make sure it'll stay going for the, the two days of Killarney. So get them bits done and uh, straighten up the little bit of a quarter panel that we, we did a bit of damage and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, if we can get a bit of testing in to see can we play around with the suspension just to get the, that little bit nicer, um, yeah, I'd be happier facing on to Killarney then. Yeah, and like you've went down a different engine route from most of the other guys, you know, they're all either KGP or Mellington. You have the Honda engine in. Like, do you feel that, you know, that, there, that there's a benefit there for you anyway? 
yeah, it's hard to know, but I suppose there's always talk about figures and this engine and that engine. Uh, Keith McMullen built my engines from when I started in the junior days. He mapped my first Civic. He built my first engine for that. He built two two or three engines for it to drive something and all along. And I said, if I built an Escort, he was he was building the 2.5 Honda. And I said, I'd go with him. And it seems to be playing in our hands fairly well. I, I'm happy enough with the power of it. and. Uh, I suppose the times are there to kind of prove it after the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it, it is a bit different. And I suppose it'll always be a question in the back of your mind, is it the right or the wrong way? But to be fair, I can't see anything wrong with it so far. And uh, it's 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 ran faultlessly since it came after Rolling Road below in his place. It hasn't missed a beat. I haven't had to ring him once. So, it's uh, yeah, it seems pretty good so far. Excellent, excellent. And we, we know you spun there on the stage 13 so that let Gary get a wee whiff of second place. Like that last stage, I watched the end car. That was that was some run. Yeah, definitely. We kind of dropped the ball really. Um, after stage eleven, Eves was gone. Uh, Black was out. Uh, Kiernan was a bit behind us. Uh, Stafford was a bit in front of us, and we just kind of said, "Yeah, look, we, we've had our fun now for the weekend, and we'll tiptoe through." On twelve, we actually spun on ring as well and clipped the back of it off a wall uh, into 13 and I actually spun twice and just purely let the ball drop and just tipped out to the finish and mm-hmm. I think Gary wasn't too far behind us crossing the finish line and just purely lapse in concentration just totally let the ball drop and mm-hmm. when we kind of found out Gary was so close then going into the last stage we said we have to go full whack here and we, we couldn't let him get to get the second place off us and um, unfortunately they had a bit of trouble and stopped but uh, I think it would have been a fairly good race to the finish in there because I gave my all through that stage. I don't think my car could have went any quicker with me inside in it anyway. <laughs> for so, I think he was, you know, he had eight seconds to find in that stage. It was going to be difficult watching that in car. I don't think there was there was too much left there. Well, no, that's what I said going in. I said all we have to do is match him. We didn't have to beat him by a whole pile or just not letting him take a big chunk out of us. So yeah, it was it was a, a big push. It was. As hard as I could go, it's the hardest we went all weekend, I'd say, really. And uh, yeah, it showed in the in too. Yeah. It was a, a good in Yeah, and I was chatting to Will Crichton earlier, and he's given out that you beat him then after like 220 kilometres by 0.2 of a second. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice finishing touch. We only figured out the finish round that we just picked with him in the overalls of the, the whole rally. So yeah, it wasn't the fight we were kind of looking at, but. <laughs> At the end of the day, pipping anyone by point two of a second is a nice feeling at the end of, yeah, yeah as you say, 220 or 30 kilometres rally. Yeah. And then I'm guessing your next event then is going to be Clarney. Is there going to be a big pressure then closer to home then to, to try and raise the bar again? Uh, I don't know. I suppose the pressure was kind of high in Cork because I suppose a lot of people say it's the Clarney. The Clarney rally is where, where I've won most of my stuff, which is true. But... Uh, yeah, I suppose we've proven in Cork that we can set the pace in places that we don't know as well. So, um, ah, look, the pressure will be high, of course. Everyone will be gunning for me in Killarney, same way as I'll be gunning for anyone else when we travel far to their hometowns or whatever. So, mm-hmm. ah, the pressure will be up, but I'm looking forward to a battle with anyone. The whole rallying thing, the pressure doesn't really bother me, but I, I, once I have a fight, once I have a battle for the end of the weekend and it comes down to a couple of seconds I'd rather that rather than walking away with it or losing by a mile I'd rather race to the finish no matter what the result is and that's why we're rallying 
And you know, you seem to be really loving loving the, the, the Mark II at the minute. Would you be tempted to maybe try the go down the Rally Two R Five route again, or you're happy enough at the moment? Ah, it's been four years building the Mark II before Ben, mm-hmm. so I suppose I'm I ah look, I'm happy out with it. It's that's kind of what I was aiming for. I tried the the whole serious side of rallying, doing the JWRC and bits, and ah, it's just not for me really, but. Like that, I'd love to have a go of a, an R5 car here at home for a championship. It would be something that I wouldn't put to, to, to aside completely yet. But um, yeah, sure, everything, <laughs> it's the same for everyone. Financial financial side of things is everything. And um, yeah, it's, it, it, the Mark II is expensive enough, not to mind yeah. trying to hire and run an R5 car. So uh, now I'd love to have a go on one, yeah, to answer your question. I'd love to have another go on them, but... At the moment, it's looking like it'll be just the escort for a while, which I'm happy out with. I'm having good fun in it, and the battles we're having is it's going to be good. And as Gary said at the start of the or the, the start of the second stage of the weekend, he said we started laughing at each other, and he said this is going to be some some year, some racing, and that's that's what we're looking forward to. Yeah, that you know, isn't that what rallying should be really about? You know, that that having the crack and the banter, but you know, from the from the flag drops, you know, at all stops, but between the stages, not there is the crack and the bumper and the fun. Oh, that's it. Once the helmet goes on, we all want to beat the shit out of each other. But uh, <laughs> when the helmet comes off, it's it's good banter, and that's the main thing. Once we're having the crack. Yeah. And then Killarney. Then what, have you any thoughts then after Killarney? Would you like to do Donegal, or any thoughts after Killarney, or just get through it first? The plan is go to Donegal. Um, I'll go on to plan if we don't have any hiccups. Uh, like West Cork mm-hmm. once there's no major damage in Killarney and nothing no major rebuilding or anything needs to happen before Donegal I think we'll we'll go up and give it a go uh, it's been kind of in the plan now for a while but I wanted my own escort to go there so um, yeah that is the plan get up the road to Donegal so hopefully all going will be we'll be at the start line in June that was Rob Duggan um, it's it's great to see him out on rallies regularly again in Ireland he, he's definitely one of the one of the best talents we have, and he, yeah, let's see let's see how he goes in Killarney. He usually pulls some um, crazy times out of the bag, so let's see how how far up the overall field he ends up three miles gap. Um, but yeah, one one thing I had in my head after um, West Cork is it's how it's quite hard sometimes for homologated drivers outside maybe the top ten to um, stand out amongst all the modified competitors but two two crews that um stood out for me in west cork were eamon kelly and will Crichton. um so eamon obviously won the the rally four category but you could clearly see how hard he was pushing and, and how committed he was to his notes um chatting to connor uh and park for me on saturday evening you just had to take one look at his face and you could tell um Eowyn was at a, a different level this weekend. So the, the R5 drives clearly done him no harm um, now that he stepped back into front wheel drive. Um, and Will Crichton and Liam Regan as well were debuting the, the Rally 3 Fiesta in Ireland. And they were two men on a mission, clearly loving four wheel drive on um, Irish Tower. And Kevin caught up with Will earlier this week to see how he got on. Yeah, it's it's been a good start. Obviously, this is the first year driving the Rally Three car, so it um, 
yeah, we didn't really know what to expect. And, you know, the transition to four wheel drive has been really enjoyable and we've had two good results in the car. So yeah, it's been, it's been really good. Um, the car's been good fun to drive and it's worked quite well for us. And obviously we got it, um, we got it to work quite well in West Cork. So uh, yeah, it's been a good start of the year. Yeah. And it, yeah, the pre-event test in, in Sweden, I'm sure that was crucial for that, uh, the result there as well. Yeah, we put in a lot of effort uh, on the run up to Sweden. Obviously, we had never driven on snow before, and you know, going to the WRC, we knew the pace was going to be very fast, and we needed to be as prepared as possible. So, we didn't have a lot of time, and you know, in twenty twenty one, the JWRC didn't start to crash us, so you had much more time to prepare, and it all just happened a little bit more quickly this year. But um, yeah, we travelled over and did a, a rally in Lima um, with the Motorsport Ireland, and. Uh, yeah, that that was really crucial, and we had a good run there, and uh, we also did a bit of testing when we were out there. So, yeah, it was it was really enjoyable, and we got to try things in the car so that whenever we got to Sweden, uh, we could set it up, you know, how we would like it, and um, we knew what to expect, which which was good, and I think that showed that we were able to, you know, be competitive on on Friday and Saturday and be up amongst the top guys. Um, I, I think obviously there was. We maybe lacked a little bit of speed to, to fight for the win, but I could see where that was. And, you know, if I ever got to the chance to go back to Sweden, um, I think we could go even harder. Excellent, excellent. And then, you know, uh, the weekend in West Cork, like, you know, it was a difficult rally for you because, you, you know, who do you judge your pace against? But, like, seventh overall, you know, amongst all them uh, rally five or, or five rally two cars, and then, and you know, the combined field, you were, like, ninth overall, mixing it then with the Class 14 guys. Like, did that surpass your expectations of the weekend? Or? Yeah, I, I think it did. I mean, we were number 44, so I didn't really, I didn't know what to expect. And then driving the, the Rally 3 on tarmac, I wasn't sure, you know, would it have the same step uh, on the Rally 4 cars, especially when the grip was so high in West Cork. So, yeah, I, I suppose I didn't really know what to expect. And our aim going to West Cork was just to try and get good miles in the car and, you know, play with the setup and, um, sport provided an engineer for the weekend that, that helped us massively and fr- from you know the work that we did we've got a good setup now going into Croatia but yeah as I said I didn't really know what to expect so to get get that result that was really nice and you know there seemed to be a lot of interest in the car um, because it was his first rally in Ireland so uh, yeah it was a really enjoyable weekend the stages in West Cork were, were flat out um, I think even after the recce I didn't appreciate how fast it was going to be so um, it was a bit, a bit of a baptism to fire uh, mm-hmm. on the first stage but yeah, it uh, everything just clicked clicked really well all weekend, and it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And like you know, that transition from your rally two car to the rally three, like, does everything happen that wee bit quicker? You know, do you arrive at the corners that wee bit quicker? Can you break that wee bit later? All them kind of things. Does all them wee things just take a wee while just for your brain to to get fully up to speed with? Yeah, we we did a small test before the rally, and. After it, I was thinking, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I suppose I was a little bit nervous um, because everything did come come at you pretty quick and, and the bumps, you really have to be on the ball. Um, but yeah, it stepping into the Rally 3 car, things do come a little bit faster at you and, and the brakes are a step ahead of the Rally 4 car and all these little things just maybe take a wee minute to get adjusted to. But, you know, going into West Cork, the stages were good. It was dry. It was no better place really to, to try and, and test. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we got to grips with it quite quickly and the car worked really well. So, and, and Liam did a great job in the notes. And as I say, everything just one of those weekends, everything seemed to click and um, it was good. Mm-hmm. And your first time back, well, you were done the Ulster, but 
That's your first time back on the Irish roads after being doing the JWRC and JBRC last last year, and then with COVID, never knows as well. Too good to be back. Yeah, but no, it was brilliant, and obviously West Cork Rally hadn't happened for a few years for, with um, COVID, so I think everybody around the town of Clonakilty <laughs> was was glad to have it back, and there was a great great buzz. So. Yeah, the, the amount of uh, spectators out in the stages on Saturday and Sunday was was crazy. So there's definitely a good buzz, and obviously there was a tight race for the overall win. Um, so it was really exciting, and as I say, we were able to mix it with some of the some of the R5 cars and uh, some of the modified. So <laughs> there was a bit of crack amongst everybody, and um, I think everybody had a good weekend. Yeah, and you were saying, you know, there's a lot of interest in the car. Is that a car that you'd recommend to you know other drivers? That's you know, it seems like a, a, a reasonably cost cost-effective way of going rallying there's there's no such thing as a cost effective <laughs> um but yeah no I, I would agree it's it's a really good step between you know the rally four cars and the rally two cars so for anyone wanting to make that transition or you know once homologated car that's four-wheel drive that you know can set competitive stage times it's it's definitely a good good class so yeah, I hope there's a bit of interest in Ireland and it would be good if, you know, a couple of guys had a car and then there was, you know, a race for the championship. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we proved that, you know, what the car's capable of. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if if there's anyone that, that takes a, a shot at it now. Yeah, like when you're mixing it there with, you know, the Class 14 guys, you know, the modified escorts, you're not hanging about there, are you? <laughs> yeah, it, um, it was tricky, you know, it's... 2018 in, in West Cork, we we rolled in the last stage, so it was very easy to get sucked in um, and and try like, too hard. But yeah, we were on a good pace all weekend, and and yeah, we were able to mix it with some of those guys. And as I was saying to you before, Rob Dugan just pipped us in the last stage and and got us by point two of a second. So I'd say we're probably comparing ourselves to guys that we shouldn't have been. But um, yeah, the main aim of the weekend was just to get good miles in the car and and try different things with the setup and. I think throughout the weekend there was good progression. I could definitely notice a big difference uh, in driving the car, and I felt really comfortable by the end of the weekend. And the, you know, with uh, Croatia coming up now, the next round of the JWRC, like West Cork is probably a, a, you know as close as you're going to get in Ireland to the, the stages out there. So probably a, a good representation of what you're you're going to be coming up against. Yeah, um, any competitive miles in the car before the JWRC is beneficial, and as you say it. You know, West Cork isn't a million miles away from what we're going to be faced with in Croatia. The grip this weekend was probably a lot more. Um, Croatia is a bit of a funny surface. You know, you think there's a lot of grip, and especially if it's dry, but it's a bit like Ypres. There's just not a lot of grip on the tarmac. So it'll probably be a bit different, obviously, but, you know, it was good good to get the experience uh, at West Cork this weekend. Excellent, excellent. And looking forward then, JWRC, like, what's your expectations now for the rest of the year? it's difficult to say really we're we're trying to be as competitive as we can and you know as you know the pace there is is very fast and you have to be accurate all weekend and and get everything right to get a good result and we we had a good start in sweden you know it was a good start to the championship and we'll go to croatia it's it's the only tarmac event of the year so we'll try and make it count and we'll we'll give it our all and and see what we can do yeah and any further events planned here in ireland or just see as the main focus of your attention going to be the JWRC this year? Yeah, the, the main focus is definitely the JWRC. Um, we haven't got really anything planned uh, before that yet. 
I've got a lot of work I can do, you know, on pace notes and, and footage from last year from Croatia. So, yeah, there's plenty to get on with and hopefully we'll get another test in, you know, local before we go to the rally. But um, no, 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 um, no other rallies planned yet. Great to catch up with all there earlier in the week and, you know, wishing them all the best now in Croatia now in a few weeks time. But the, this rally, three Fiesta lads, you know, it's going to like, it's an ideal car for, you know, somebody that maybe just can't take that final step until like a rally two or rally five car. You know, four wheel drive, like we've seen these times there was up with the, the class 14 escorts. You know, this car has real potential to, I think, it, you know, it could be very good for Irish rally. Adam, what would your thoughts be on that? Yeah, funny, I was sort of thinking the, the same thing. Um, for, for me, I think it would be interesting to see those guys who maybe are thinking about the, the R5 step, but for whatever reason, maybe can't commit to it properly. Would they think about Rally 3? And again, with it being slightly more restricted, maybe less setup options, just not as powerful. You know, I, you sort of have it in your head it might be just as enjoyable to to push that to its limit and maybe struggle to to get in the pace or sort of develop your speed on on an R5 car. So yeah, I guess maybe as we see more of the cars come up in the market and maybe more secondhand ones available and all of that. Um, yeah, I think you would love to see more of them over here and even something simple. It's just a different noise to to hear mm-hmm. coming up towards you on a stage um definitely grabs your attention um but yeah i think it's only positives yeah absolutely and connor your thoughts now yeah no personally i think it's a game changer uh you know it's so difficult trying to put a budget together uh for the r5s that the, you know at least this gives you know people an option tarmac car as well as a forestry car uh you know i think i think it's a lot of potential there and i think you know the irish market's probably very well suited to it um you know for the championships in the south as well as the north yeah. i mean because group n was always such a big thing here but mm. never the world you know the world card for all the go there was always still a, a strong group n you know with between the evos and the Subarus and all. and like this car really fills that gap there you know i do think it, it's this it could be something that could it could reinvigorate a mulligan at rallying here now and then, at the very least. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, again, sorry, jumping in there, Adam, but from the few clips and videos that are that are out there on the internet, like the cars look as competitive and fun. You know, yeah. you know that's like they're, they're bringing a bit of crack to the stages. The same seem really easy to throw around, if, if that's <laughs> a, a technical term, but <laughs> definitely... Um, the same to give drivers confidence and again going back to ones coming from Evos or thinking about going to R5 if they're if they're you know decent value for money why not have a go and again well shown like that's that's its first rally in Ireland I can't imagine there's been that much testing done mm-hmm. before the event and he's been right on the pace so it's clearly suitable to Tars Tarmac, there's a mix of everything in, in West Cork, really. So um definitely that's that's another good sign that like what when's the last time there's been a car out of the box came Tars Tarmac and it's been able to do that. There's always been some sort of glitches and yeah. we're still seeing it in the, the rally two cars. So yeah. And uh you know, I suppose now we'll have to start wrapping things up a wee bit before we but before we go, 
I also call with Daniel McKenna. Like, you know, he came into the West Cork, I suppose, like, well, I suppose, I'll let him explain. Yeah, well, the incident in Galway, yeah, the, um, I had probably didn't have time to get too nervous until probably heading out to the start line of the art field. But yeah, I just wanted to say a uh, massive thank you to Sharky Motorsport, uh, Bobby, um, with the help of Ryan Farrell, Fintan McGorman, and also Kieran Rush. They've done stellar work there in four or five weeks to get the car turned around. Um, bit touch and go there times the week before the rally, to be honest with you. We didn't know what was going to happen. And then, uh, yeah, Andrew as well coming up and giving us a hand and Got a sort of last minute shakedown on the Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was more stuff going on than that as well. We had the new dampers that we were waiting on from Philip Case, uh, the new Olin's dampers. We had to get them sorted in the car. Like we were going to have a busy period in between the rallies, anyways. Um, mm-hmm. And so that did not help. You know, the accent was definitely not on the agenda. So, um, yeah, got caught out. Initially, didn't really understand what had happened, but after seeing the in-car and some of the footage that was doing the rounds, it was quite simple. It just got caught out on the shiny tar and, and uh, just a wee bit too aggressive on the entry to the to, to the no escape junction. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, certainly didn't do the confidence any good. So yeah, going down to West Cork, never done the rally before. So um, myself and Andrew were, were late, I should say, getting down or very early getting down on Thursday morning, um, which isn't the best preparation. So a bit undercooked getting ready prep preparation wasn't really well, good for the rally and mm-hmm. um yeah tough oil recce tough oil recce you now and quite sort of specialized stages down there similar to maybe killarney where it's big wide open stuff and getting mm-hmm. your lanes right and stuff so yeah i wasn't feeling the most confident coming on saturday morning to be honest yeah <laughs> and then you know like if never you're coming at the recce and you're not fully prepared, I suppose that then kind of keeps knocking in then to the rest of the weekend then too. Yeah, well, quickly we we discovered it was a bit of head scratching on Saturday night. Uh, what we discovered then was we sort of made a bit of a blunder. Uh, myself and others thought we were doing the right thing. Seven or seven stages, brand new stages to us, and we done the Sunday stages towards the morning. And then we decided that we'd do the Saturday stages on Thursday afternoon, try and get the donkey work done at the recce because we realised it was going to be a difficult thing. In hindsight, that was a mistake uh, because I realised then when we were checking the notes on the morning that my notes for the Saturday stages were very, very like negative, safe. Um, probably went into a bit of a defence mode because I think it was just that fatigue getting the car finished last minute. And mm-hmm. um, you can see the difference. You know, the first three stages we done Thursday morning were much more positive and much more confident. Like, Confidence of a fairman or whatever you want to call it. Like yeah. I, I've seen your chat with uh, Anister, like in, uh, that that Adam had, like, and it sort of makes sense. You know, you can you can really make confident notes versus mm-hmm. uh, negative notes, you know. And there was that, definitely a case of that. Um, yeah, wasn't driving well, um, and the notes weren't inspiring any confidence, and just uptight and not at ease, not myself at all. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the new dampers, as I say, were just fitted to the car, so it was. It was just a difficult day on Saturday, but at the end of the day, we were the way we had to look at it was we were in a privileged position to be there, as always, going rallying, and very, very lucky to be able to do what we're allowed to do. And then um, the stages are fantastic, like you know, and it's always fun driving our two escort, anyways. But um, but yeah, to be quite far away off the pace, the only positive we could take was we didn't make any mistakes. It wasn't a mark on the car. And then after Saturday, after evening, you know, when you looked at who was in front of you, it was all guys who have. A lot of experience, um, done, uh, had a lot of seat time over the years, um, and, and and obviously since the lockdown. So 
the way we were looking at it, we were best at rest in terms of people who had never done the rally before. So, you know, within the class, you know, Jason's, Chris Armstrong's, your um, you know, so we're relatively happy come Saturday night, but I still still couldn't put my finger on what was going on. But we figured it out Sunday morning early when we checked the notes. We, we, we be honest with you, Andrew had it figured on Friday, mm-hmm. but it was just too much to deal with. I couldn't <laughs> take, I, could, I mentally couldn't take it. So Andrew just decided to say nothing, and at least they knew the notes were safe and we're mm-hmm. probably going to be slow, but we weren't going to make we weren't going to do anything like we did in Galway. So yeah, he was right as usual. <laughs> And you know, you talked about the you know the great stages, like you know, as an event you'll definitely be putting back into the calendar, maybe not next year or whenever again, but you'd love to go back again anyway, I think. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I'll try and go every year from now on if you can. Like uh, <laughs> if it's at all possible. No, it's a fantastic event. Uh, just the atmosphere and the welcome that everyone says. Well, you know, the local people, uh, the B and B and the Airbnbs that we're using, the restaurants, the everything, you know, the organizers, COC, everybody was just so welcoming for start. And then you go out down to the stages and they're just epic, like, you know, brilliant tests, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, start off with that art field stage, probably, I probably could have done with an easier uh, <laughs> stage to uh, try and get back into the swing of things because that was straight mm-hmm. into the, you know, ballsy stuff straight away. Yes. So, but it's mm-hmm. a serious test. Like and the usual ones, the ring stage, the Sam's Cross stage that everyone talks about. But I must say all the stages, when you, when you get into it and you analyze them, they're, Really, really good driver stages, like you know. Mm-hmm. Aye, that's the kind of stages you want to be getting into. That's the ones that you really, you know, you feel you can make mm. a difference. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Like, there's loads of time there. Like, I've seen some of me in car, and uh, you know, we we're having some uh, setup issues with the front dampers. We're going to have to go back and do a bit of homework on them. But um, uh, you know, that's just because we didn't have time to prepare properly. They're brand new. They're, yeah. There's no data on these dampers, so we are gathering the data. But um, but yeah, the weather helped as well. Like it was dry. If it had been, I imagine, I know from Andrew's done the rally twice before, different people in wet and dry mm-hmm. conditions. And um, I think if it's wet or damp, it's a different type of rally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, different, you know, another point we made was the, the amount of shiny tar, the, you know, the black top stuff on it. Um, you know, because I was told that the surface was always quite good down there, but I have to say, it's probably a result of the lockdown and all the tourism down in that area. Oh, to, yeah. And the good weather during the summer. I think it's probably boiled up a lot of the tar, so I'd say oh, in the wet gonna, now. It's going to be very polished then, you know, thing you can do. Yeah, yeah, it's even slippy. It was even slippy in places on, on, on the dry tar. I'd say yeah, yeah. probably for other guys commenting as well. Uh-huh. So, but so, no, generally the fantastic stages. And you talked there about, you know, like uh, the data gathering you've done. Like you talked then during the event there with Killian Duffy and that, that the rally was turning into an extended test. Just, you know, like that data will be invaluable now for the next events coming forward. Oh yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Like it's, you know, to be honest with you, the Saturday before the rally, we were fifty-fifty. We we said we could have the car ready. We knew it would be ready in time. It was going to be a rush job. We weren't going to be prepared the way we would normally would be prepared. But the way we were looking at it was, it was an event you have to try and you know, <clears throat> you have to get the mileage in and get the events in. The, you have to get the knowledge of the stages, same as Killarney or same as Donegal, because they're generally using the same, the same regions all the time. Maybe different variations or different directions but it's having the knowledge is important and that's probably where so that was one thing in the back of my mind plus it was 200 stage kilometers to gather data for the dampers um so there's going to be you know you could go testing and you know we were weighing up well sure will we save our money and go and do two or three days good testing that but it's, there's no comparison 
no. uh, to competition, like you know. Aye, from the close uh, tech, and that makes all the difference, doesn't it? You know, you can drive yeah, it down the road. Like, the road yeah, so. yeah, so there was more pros to go than cons, and obviously with the championship on the back of my mind as well, uh, didn't get cut cut off to a bad start. So you know, we needed mm-hmm. to if we were serious for the championship, we wanted to try and get there and get some points. So. That was what we were hoping for, just to be there thereabouts and come up out with a good result, which thankfully happened. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at the end, you know, do, do you feel then that he's left West Cork in a, in a good place then for the next rally? Yeah, yeah, well, pretty positive. Um, you know, the pace, pace is good. Like, I can see where the time is. Like, I wouldn't say no, it's, it's a good pace. Don't get me wrong. The guys mm-hmm. are on a, a, a big pace. The, the Darians are obviously well suited down there. So discounting the Darians, you know, Matching the pace of the guys, you can see where it is. So you know, it's I, I, I haven't figured out in my head. Um, we still have some work to do in the car, which we know what direction we need to go in. But we need to go and do some more testing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, we said in some reasonable times there on the Saturday or the Saturday, the Sunday afternoon, which you know was built a confidence stick. We inherited a, a decent result then because you know we were in fifth, and then Kevin had bother in the, in the second stage, and then Gary unfortunately. Something happened as diff on the last one, but I think he, I think it was inevitable. He knew it was on the way out. It was just a matter of time. Unfortunately, he just didn't hold on for him, but it just meant we got the third, third, third on the, on the podium position. Like, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was just a nice way to finish it off because it was nice to get into the Clannacilty Town Centre there and go up on the top of the Clannacilty Black Pudding Bus and uh-huh. champagne and stuff. Yeah. Didn't feel like we deserved it, but as Andrew says, that's a, a photograph we can cherish, you know. And, uh-huh. Later on in life, so yeah, and you know, there's been other events that is, you know, you've had that bad luck retiring and near the end, and one thing and another, so you know, it, it swings and roundabouts too, doesn't it? Really, yeah, yeah, oh, that's it, that's just part of the game, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, definitely come out with a more positive outlook on it than probably if I had a finished fifth, you know, sort of way. So, uh-huh. the yeah. results sort of, sort of, it sort of, um. It counteracted the performance, let's say, a little bit with the results, yes. but yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then where to next now? Circuit Ireland now or Clarny before you bet again? Or? Yeah, we're going to go to the circuit, all being well. Um, we, we have to entry in there. I don't know what just uh, the stuff it is, to be honest with you. I know it's up around Balamina um, mm-hmm. uh, Easter weekend. So, yeah, the plan is to go to that. Um, uh, again, it's part of the championship. It's a good opportunity to get seat time in the car and mm. good enough mileage up there. But yeah, the, probably the plan is the circuit, uh, Clarny and Donegal, all been well, but uh, mm. we're really taking an event by event basis, you know, depending, you know, uh, we, we could be more certain what we're doing if I, if I hadn't had the smash in Galway. So that's obviously affected the budgets and what have mm-hmm. you. So um, yeah, that's where we're at at the moment. But to go to the circuit and take one event at a time, but when you're when you're running with a drop score in the back pocket, it's uh, uh, it doesn't take much to, to to sort of end your championship uh, plans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. But that's the plan, Kevin. Yeah. It's always great to hear from Daniel. He's such a storyteller, and he explains everything so well about what he's been up to. And he inherited third overall in the modified class. So great, you know, he's making his comeback. He's getting the mileage under his belt, and you know, he's improving every rally again. So it's great to see him out. Um, now. It's that time where we look back at the fools we made of ourselves last week. <laughs> predictions. Um, so, West Cork. Kevin, you went first last week with your predictions. I'll just remind you what you said. So you had Marion Evans to win, followed by Alistair Fisher with Josh Moffat coming in third. And then, all the right drivers just on their own places. Well, <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> Adam, you went for Alistair, Marion, Followed by Callum Devine. 
And then myself, I took Alistair to win, followed by Marion, followed by Josh. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we're jinxing people or so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get paid the drivers to stop my Exactly. And then in the two wheel, Kevin, you went for James Stafford, Kevin Eaves, Daniel McKenna. Adam, you took James Stafford as well, Robert Duggan, Kevin Eaves, and myself again. You know, we all reckoned that uh, West Cork was, especially if it was dry, was going to suit the Darien. So I went for James Stafford and then went for Kevin Eaves and Gary Kiernan. So, yeah. <laughs> we're not, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, there's a science behind this and we're not very good at it. No. <laughs> It, do, it does sound like we've purposely done them wrong, saying <laughs> yeah. drivers will throw us a lock a pound for not jinxing them. I think they should gratefully accept it. This was planned for this podcast, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's logic to it somewhere. <laughs> and I'd be also be remiss of us to forget to mention, you know, the other crews competing, Irish crews once again competing across the globe, like uh, America with the 100 acre wood. Uh, like Barry McKenna and Leon Jordan find podium after an early puncture. You know, great to see them back out again. And plenty, you know, so many other strong performances by Irish crews right down throughout the field there. Uh, Seb Perez and Jared McHenney took a fine second there in a, another rally out in New York at the weekend as well. And then also um, Martin McCormick and Barney Mitchell had LAB 1800 over in the first round of the European Historic Championship, like that car for anyone that knows anything about Irish rallying, the heritage in that car is just something else and great to see it back in the stages. So that's all for this episode. Take care, speak soon and bye. (laughs) 